Praise the Lord. It's been an awesome morning worshipping the Lord. I'm sure there's been joy in every heart as we worship the Lord. Especially when you see a young generation worshipping. It brings great joy to our hearts. But how much more great joy to our Father in Heaven. To see a generation of worshippers. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Before we come to the word, I'm just going to come at this time to the Lord and ask him for his strength that he might minister to your hearts and even mine as I share the word. Thank you, Father. Father, we bless thee and we honor thee, Lord, this morning. Lord, you are God and God alone. There is no God beside thee. You bless thee, O Father, that you are the eternal heavenly Father. We thank you for your amazing love and your grace towards us, Father, this morning. We thank you for Jesus, O God. We thank you for that wonderful sacrifice. And now, Lord, I pray that you would take every word, Father, and let it come from you, Father. Lord, let me hear from you as I begin to speak from your heart, O Master, because your word is truth, O God, and your word is life. I bless thee and I honor thee in Jesus' name. Amen. While waiting upon the Lord to share this word, uh, I often look to hear, and we must keep hearing the voice of God. God's voice is very clear, and God's voice will speak to you in your moments. If, if you can only pay attention to him, you will know what he's saying and you'll begin to understand how that word will unfold in your life. And I heard the word spiritual warfare. And spiritual warfare is a very big topic. It's a major topic. It's a big topic. There's so many areas in spiritual warfare. I said, Lord, what should I speak on? And he actually led me to the point and the place in the word and that gave me great joy. And I believe this is what is going to bless your heart this morning. This is not something new to, to uh, many of us because the day you got born again and you came into the kingdom of God, you entered into a place of spiritual warfare. Blessed be the name of the Lord. I want to go straight to Ephesians chapter 6 and read from 10 right down to verse 18. But we will focus our thoughts on two verses and then we'll go from there. Ephesians chapter 6 from 10 right down to 18. It is titled, The Whole Armor of God. And Paul says, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day. And having done all to stand, stand therefore, having your loins girt about with truth, and having on the breastplate of righteousness, and on your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith you shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. Blessed be the name of the Lord. If you look at verse 10, he begins with this. And he says, be strong in the Lord 
and in the power of his might. It begins with Jesus. It begins with the power of the Lord. Not in your strength and not in my strength. Because we cannot face this kind of warfare with our ability and think that we are too spiritual or, we, or we've reached a level now where you can begin to take things into your own hand. You can never do that at any time. It's always in the strength of the Lord. It's always by the Spirit of the Lord. And, it, and the next verse I want to um, really stress on is this. Verse 12 says, For we wrestle not against flesh and blood. Our, our battle is not against flesh and blood. We are not fighting people. We are not fighting them. But we are fighting a spirit that's working in them. And there is a spirit also that's working against you and a spirit that's working against me. And so the word of God goes on to explain this and says that we wrestle against principalities, against powers, against rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. The New Living Translation says, Our fight is against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world. It's of the unseen world. This is why we don't go fighting men. We don't fight flesh. But on our knees we win our battles. And it also says, it is against evil spirits in the heavenly places. So these evil spirits do surround us and they have a purpose they are there for a reason as well. We know that God created them, but God has given us the amazing power of His Holy Spirit, His Word. And so we are here this morning not to fear. And this is the one thing that the Lord laid upon my heart as I was sharing, writing down these words. He says, do not fear. Don't let fear begin to strike you even as we begin the sermon. Because this is what the Word of God says. He does not want us to fear this unseen realm because he has already defeated and crushed the serpent's head. Remember what happened at the cross. And their leader was defeated at the cross. So blessed be the name of the Lord. Our God's name is El Shaddai. El Shaddai means the Lord Almighty. He is the all-powerful one. That's the God whom we serve. His name is also El Gibo, which means the mighty warrior. Our God is a mighty warrior. He fights the battle for you. You cannot fight the battle on your own. Blessed be his name. So this is why you must be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Very recently we were studying to the book of uh, John or 1 John, the epistles of John. And pastor was going through those letters. And there was one verse that began to speak to me. I know there's many verses, but that one verse began to speak through the sermon that I was sharing and 1 John 4.4 4 says this, You are of God, little children, and have overcome them, because greater is he that is in you than he that is in this world. If you read the verse before that, it speaks about the spirit of the Antichrist. He's speaking about that spirit which is in the world, and that spirit works through his agents to come against you. But that spirit also will come to attack you in several ways. And you will find as I come to that part in the sermon, that is what the Lord wanted me to share with you this morning. And 1 John 5 verse 4 says, For whoever is born of God overcomes the world. So this brings us to a very important key here, which says, to be in this position, to be able to battle, you must be born again. If you're not born of the Spirit of God, you will not be in this battle, number one. 
And number two, you're already in the kingdom of darkness, which, which kingdom is defeated and it is going down to eternal damnation. So there are only two kingdoms. You have the eternal kingdom of God and you have the perishing kingdom of darkness. You can either be in one. You can't be in both. You have to make sure that you're found in the kingdom of God and that can only happen by spiritual birth. When you come on your knees and repent of your sins and ask the Lord Jesus Christ into your life. You and I remember that we were once in that kingdom of darkness. And when we were in that kingdom of darkness, sin could present itself in various ways to us and it never bothered us. It never troubled us because we were in that kingdom and we enjoyed it. But once you were taken out of the kingdom and brought into the kingdom of life, something happened. And you must make sure that you're born again because this is an evidence of your the Spirit dwelling in you, the Holy Spirit. Because now there's an ongoing battle. If you're not in this place, it's very clear this morning that the Lord wants you to come to Him. To come out of the kingdom of darkness and come into the kingdom of light. And that happens through our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. So by now you must know that there is warfare happening. I do not know that in your case, but I know it very clearly in my life. So I can actually speak out of experience in this particular area. I do not want to speak from second-hand spirituality to speak about someone else's spiritual experience. But each one of you have definitely and most surely at some time or the other or maybe every day of your life face spiritual warfare. But we have the victory in the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Blessed be his name. The enemy of your soul and mine will never give up. He keeps on. I remember the temptation of Jesus. When Jesus was led of the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil, the Word of God says when Jesus trounced him and defeated him in that temptation, he left him for a season, but he came back. But Jesus came there with a the purpose to, to destroy him and praise God for what Jesus had done. And likewise, you and me must remember, as much as you keep getting victory over, over this, he will keep coming back again and again. So don't let that surprise you. And don't let that think, what is this? And why is this happening a lot to me? If it happened to our Lord, it will happen to you as well. Blessed be the name of the Lord. His whole purpose in this is to silence your testimony. Because your testimony of the Lord Jesus Christ is a very powerful witness. Each one of you know that unless you have this testimony and this testimony is living and breathing in you, you're able to go out into a dark world and share with another the truth of the gospel of Jesus Christ. You know that when you speak to an unbeliever, he thinks in his imagination that this is psychological. He thinks it's something only of the mind. Okay, oh, you believe in Jesus, so it's good for you. You know, I believe in something else and that is good for me. He does not know. But when you really experience what the word of God is saying, you can go to them with this truth and really explain how you've been taken out of darkness and brought into the kingdom of light. Where your life was once in misery, where your life was once in shame, but now Jesus has set you free. But then there's a gospel of endurance which you will also preach. Because people get the wrong gospel, where it's a gospel of comfort. If I come to Jesus now, my life is going to be rosy and my life is going to be easy. I'm sorry, you actually got marked. That's the day you got marked. The enemy marked you because now he hates you. 
He is jealous of you. The reason why he is jealous of you because you are the property of the Most High God. Amen. You have been redeemed. You have a destiny. Your destiny is eternal life with Jesus. He has a destiny which he, and he has already been judged. He is going down to the pits of hell. So he hates you with a hatred and he does not like what you love, what you are enjoying. This is why you see he will try to stop you in every form and way to prevent you to come into the house of God. To prevent you when you want to worship, when you want to read the Bible, when you want to go out and share with somebody else. He will try all kinds of means. He will work in your family. Even if he can't get you directly, he will try to work to someone else. I'm sure you have seen that. Now this is how he begins to work. He wants to bring misery. He wants to bring pain. He wants to bring guilt. And you know the word of God calls him is the accuser of the brethren. He loves to accuse you because if he can keep accusing you and if you can buy into his accusations, you will walk with your head down. You seem that you have lost the battle. But this is very important. This is where the Spirit of God who is in you, as we just read, greater is he who is in you. He is the one who will begin to stir you up. It's the Spirit of God who begins to wake you up and bring you to this place that you cannot walk this walk. This is why if you read the book of Revelation it says we must overcome. We must overcome. It's the overcomers who are granted a place in the kingdom of God. A Christian life is not to walk quietly and we think oh Lord I'm a Christian. I want to remain silent. I cannot take my Christianity anywhere else. I believe such a Christian is not a Christian. Because the Holy Spirit who is living inside of you will not allow you to remain in that state. He will move you and he will lead you. You've become a soldier and you're enlisted in the army of God. Blessed be the name of the Lord. If you read Daniel chapter 7 and verse 25, there's a whole verse there that in context it speaks about the end time. It speaks about the tribulation. A time when the enemy is now directly honored working with one of his agents. There's a word there that stood out and I said, Lord, what is that? Let me go and search out that word. It says that he will seek to wear out the saints. And that's the point that God was, was beginning to show me. I said, Lord, where is that and what does that mean? Wear out the saints. So if you begin to look at that word in Hebrew, that word wear out means below. B-E-L-A-W. Below. Meaning to wear out and to harass constantly. That's the meaning of the word. Now we get that. He begins to harass us constantly. He will leave you for a moment, but he will come back again. Someone says, you know, we say someone is like, you know, they got buffalo skin. It doesn't get to them. It seems that he's got that kind of skin. It doesn't get to him. He's that dirty. So that wo word below is used only once in the scriptures. And it is used in a mental sense. He comes to attack the mind. That's the area that he seeks to attack you and me. The battlefield begins here. Most of this world suffers from this problem. And doctors can give it different kinds of names. They will never come to the truth. Because they do not know the truth. But those who are of the truth and know the Lord, we go to him. We go to the greatest physician. We go to the greatest healer. We heard this morning what Jesus read. He came to set the captives free. 
people are taken captive and they are imprisoned in their mind they are so scared of the shadow they do not want to go outside those doors during covid people were scared where that virus was going to attack them they locked themselves inside and yet the virus got them while there were people who were living on the streets and they lived praise the lord it is because of the grace of the lord jesus christ i know someone from my own family who was on the streets during the time of covid while people were dying around him he was still living because the lord's hand was with him blessed be the name of the lord so this kind of attack is on your mind i'm sure there's no one here sitting in this place can say i have a very free mind and i'm never under an, an attack we heard pastor say this morning about oppression he seeks to oppress us he seeks to depress us he seeks seeks to bring you in a place of anxiety if he can get you in that place he might win a temporary battle but again if you you're born of the spirit of god you're not going to go down this is your test this is your test brother and sister this is why you need to test yourself to see whether you are in the faith to know that christ is dwelling in you by faith to experience the power of god to know who our king is if you do not know who your king is then this enemy will take advantage of you blessed be the name of jesus this kind of battle is far more serious because when we talk about warfare we begin to see worldly warfare we see it brings death it brings all kinds of problems and misery with it but you know this kind of warfare of the mind has far great consequences in fact more people suffer of a mental warfare than this kind of physical warfare you see in this world if you can count them they would be in billions but when we come to the word of god we begin to find the truth anxiety depression and finally suicide happens in the cases of the people of the world because they do not know the lord and sadly some people who have claimed to be christians have heard of them ultimately submitting to the enemy and it's ended in suicide i just want to tell you this morning wherever you are if that spirit of suicide comes to you it's not from the lord it's a spirit of death it's a spirit of fear god has not given us a spirit of fear but he has given us of power of love and a sound mind that is what god has given us that is the spirit of god this is how we know and we can discern which spirit is beginning to attack you i want to encourage you this morning you have the word of god you have the spirit of god and you have the fellowship of the saints this is why we remain in fellowship because of our king we come here to serve him blessed be his holy name the word of god goes on to say as you read to the scriptures that prayer praise and proclamation defeats the enemy I do not know how many of you have experienced this sometimes you cannot pray but you can praise the lord is that true because when you begin to praise the lord you begin to praise the king of kings and the lord of lords and the victory belongs to the lord the lord says the battle belongs to me you cannot fight in this battle we are going to see some of those passages of scripture where the lord comes and fights the battle in fact i shouldn't use the word some it's everywhere through the scriptures If you look right from the beginning to the end no man fought for a battle on his own it was the lord who came and fought the battle blessed be the name of the lord 
So when you get saved and you're truly born of the Spirit, I just want to remind you, you cannot remain silent to the spirits of darkness because they are going to keep tormenting you. They are going to try every way and mean to get at you. And sometimes it can be through sickness. Sometimes it could be through mental torment as we speak. It can be through persecution coming from the family through various ways in order to get you down. And he will try every way and every mean to keep you from coming into the house of God. I'm not saying the church is everything, but I hear a lot of people speaking against the church. Remember, Jesus birthed the church. The, the true church is a church that has the spirit of God indwelling in them. It's not the building. Many people can go to church and yet go to hell. Because they have not become the church themselves. Because Christ is not dwelling in them. Uh, they've never come to the place to receive the spirit of Christ. So when people condemn the church, we have to really point them to say, the true church of Jesus is the victorious church. Because Jesus said, I will build my church. And the gates of hell will not prevail against it. The authority of hell cannot have its sway over you. It will lose its battle in the mighty name of Jesus. Because our king is victorious. Blessed be his name. So this is another reason why it gives me joy to see what we see in the scriptures. The Holy Spirit is also called the restrainer. He restrains. He is the one who restrains the evil powers. And this is why... We know the man of sin cannot be revealed until the church has been raptured. This is a proof and evidence to us because the church is a powerhouse of God because of the power of God. And, and the man of sin cannot be revealed un, uh, until that time. Many Christians are looking out for the Antichrist. Who is this man? They are very curious to find out who the Antichrist is. Don't waste your time. Don't waste your time on speculations. It's honestly a waste of time. Fix your eyes upon the Lord Jesus Christ. Because we are not looking for the Antichrist. We are looking for our blessed God and Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. If your eyes are focused there, and you have set your mind on the things which are above, where Christ is seated at the right hand of God the Father, your mind is now in the heavenly places with the Lord Jesus Christ. The enemy can try whatever he wants to try against you, but he will lose because he lost the battle already. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Ephesians chapter 6 verse 11 says that you've got to put on the whole armor. Some of us want to walk with only one piece of armor. Just think if you go into a battle and uh, your king said, sorry, I don't have this piece of uh, armor for you, so just take this. And you're going into battle and your, army, your enemy is God everything against you and you're just going with one piece of armor how terrible is that but our god has prepared us in such a way that he has given you the whole armor of god when you go and read ephesians chapter 6 you know this is spiritual armor but see how it begins we always want to cover our head first yes we want to cover our face first but he wants you to stand first with the truth the belt of truth, the girdle of truth, because many do not stand on truth. Many people claim to know Christ, but they do not know the truth. Number one, Jesus is the truth. And this word that we read is the truth. If the word of God is not the foundation, and Jesus is not the only uh, way, the truth and the life in your life, then there's a great danger. You're open to the enemy. You will surely succumb to his, to his attacks. The word of God says in verse 11, 
uh, put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. And he goes on to say in verse 14, Stand therefore having your loins girt about with truth and having on the breastplate of righteousness, the righteousness that comes by faith, the righteousness which is the righteousness of God. You can't stand in your own righteousness. You stand in the righteousness of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. This is where the enemy cannot get you. Because all of us are imperfect in so many areas of our life. But when you stand under the blood of Jesus Christ, you know that you have the victory. And he goes on to say, And your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. That's the ne next part of your armor. Above all, taking the shield of faith. You must have faith. And that faith we hear so often being preached here, that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. The more you keep hearing the word of God, your faith is beginning to grow. And you grow to a place where your faith is strong in the Lord. And that's the kind of faith you must have. And the enemy will not be able to quench you. He will not be able to, to deceive you, to put deceitful thoughts in your mind. Because he can bring deceitful thoughts in your mind. He can question your salvation. He can question you whether you truly belong to the Lord. He can ask you such kind of questions. Because remember, he asked Jesus that. He said, if you be the son of God, how dare, how dare you would ask the Lord himself, if you be the son of God, who are we? We are nothing. Remember, he is powerful. In that respect, God has given him power. The power that he has is not his own. We do not need to fear his power. But he will use that against you. And he will try to wear you down and put you down and bring you to a place where you can become totally ineffective. The word of God goes on to say, and then you take the helmet of salvation and then we have the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. How important, how precious is the word of God. You can start standing on all kinds of traditions of your church. You can do all that. You can hold a cross in your hand and he doesn't care. It doesn't matter to him. If you're not standing on the word of God, the sword of the spirit that is in you, the word of God will come to you at the time of your need. When you are under that circumstance and situation, God himself will begin to speak that word. And when that word is proclaimed out of your mouth, it destroys him. And Jesus told him, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Get thee behind me. Get thee behind me, Satan. And he has gone. Blessed be the name of the Lord. This kind of warfare that we see is also explained in 2 Corinthians 10, chapter 10, verses 3, 4, or 3 to 6. And we're just going to read those uh, passages to you. The word of God says, For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. As we have read already, scripture will interpret scripture for you. We do not war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare, they are not carnal, but they are mighty through God. To the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations, and every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God, and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ, and having in a readiness to revenge all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. There's a condition there. We must be obedient to the Lord. Many walk in disobedience. 
and disobedience can open an area of attack because of our disobedience god also has to allow certain things to come into your life because he needs to chastise us if you're a child of god remember chastisement is good chastisement is good for children if you don't chastise your child he will grow up in such a way that you will be ashamed of him god chastises his children because he loves his children so disobedient children must be corrected and we as children of god also must remember that obedience is the key obedience is better than sacrifice for the word of god says obedience disobedience is as the sin of rebellion and it is like witchcraft so we know where disobedience comes from you have ob- uh, the obedient children which are the children of god and you have the sons of disobedience which are not the children of god they are the children of the enemy of god so this is what second uh, corinthians 10 says remember these thoughts that will come to you vain imaginations vain thoughts the enemy can use dreams i do not know how many of you have experienced dreams from the enemy he can bring dreams to you he can try to make agreements to you in your dreams he tried to do that with abraham and you and i are not in any way uh, protected from that in the sense that he will come he will come in that manner he will try to use visions he has done that to many people many people have been deceived and many people have been taken away taken out because they were not rooted and grounded in Jesus Christ remember that our salvation is secure by father son and holy spirit we are trice secure so we do not really need to fear when you are in the lord when you stand and you're strong in the power of his might blessed be the name of the lord You look at the uh, Revelation chapter 12 and verse 11 it gives us a very profound way in which the saints of God overcome the enemy we know in context of that scripture it is at the time during the great tribulation when the saints there are some saints who are still remaining here they are people who got saved after the tribulation because those who were truly saved got raptured and they were taken up but remember that is really the time when israel goes through its uh, time of jacob that's really the time when the restoration of israel is going to happen when their eyes are going to be opened the time of the gentiles has come to an end but now it's a time for israel salvation for israel because jesus said you will not see me until you say blessed is he who comes in the name of the lord so during the tribulation remember there's going to be a lot of gospel being preached there are two witnesses who are going to preach the gospel there are angels who are going to preach the gospel and this is how people will come to the lord and this preaching of the gospel that goes out even from here many people who hear it and do not respond now will have a day and a time by the grace of god to call upon the name of the lord because the word of god says whosoever calls upon the name of the lord will be saved there's power in the name of jesus and revelation chapter 12 verse 11 says and they overcame him that's the enemy by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony and they loved not their lives unto death you can overcome the enemy by the blood of the lamb you stand against him by the precious blood of jesus christ 
It means what Christ has done for me is my salvation. Who are you? You are defeated. Get out in the name of Jesus. I command you to go in the mighty name of Jesus. It is all through the name of Jesus Christ and him alone. Blessed be his holy name. If you read uh, Philippians chapter 4 verses 6 and 7, it says be anxious for nothing. Anxiety. Anxiety, as he had spoken about, is one area that he will try to come against you. But God's word says, be anxious for nothing. But it's true that we do get anxious. No one here can say that, oh no, no, I'm not anxious. Then I think you're not human. As a human being, you will get anxious. But there's something will happen after that. We'll see what happens. When anxiety comes in, we know what happens to us who are born of the Spirit of God. You're not going to remain silent. Maybe for a moment you're anxious. And only that's for a moment. But God's word says, be anxious for nothing but in everything. Not some things. Oh Lord, I can handle this by myself. Lord, I don't need you. I'm going out now on the streets to share the gospel. So you know what? I'll do this. We don't need the Lord. So you don't need to pray and go out. Just go out in your own strength and see what happens. You cannot do anything in your own strength. It says, be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication. With thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God. That's when you receive the peace of God. You want peace in your life? Don't be anxious. Take it to the Lord. What a friend we have in Jesus. All our sins and griefs to, to bear. What a privilege to carry everything to God in prayer. Everything to God in prayer. Do not take anything in, into your hands. Do not think that the arm of flesh is going to help you. It will fail you. And the peace of God which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and minds. Both areas are guarded. Your mind and your heart through Christ Jesus. Blessed be the name of the Lord. I just want to share with you something from the Old Testament. That will bring to us to know that the same God from the old covenant is still God in the new covenant. He made a new covenant with us. Blessed be his name. But the saints of God in the old covenant who truly loved the Lord, they were the children of God. They knew. They waited for the salvation of the Lord. And we know about King David. We can talk about much about King David and we all know about him. But there was a king called Jehoshaphat. I wonder how many of you know this king and what happened at a time in his life when the enemies began to surround him. Remember, every enemy of Israel is a spiritual enemy. Do we see that? They are spiritual enemies, really. You have the Philistines, you have the Amorites, you have the Hittites, and you have the Termites. So, they, they are the enemies of God. So they, they may look like enemies only in the flesh, these kingdoms, but they walk through a spirit. We know of Goliath and so on and so forth. So we had uh, three kings coming against uh, uh, King Jehoshaphat and they surrounded them. And at, at that time, there was fear that came into the hearts. But then what did the king do? He fell on his knees and he prayed to the Lord and the Lord spoke through a person called Jahaziel. How did this man Jahaziel speak? He did not speak from his flesh. The word of God says the spirit of the Lord came upon him. 
And when the Spirit of the Lord came upon him, he began to speak. And this is what he began to speak. It's found in 2 Chronicles chapter 20. When you go home, read that whole passage. You're going to jump for joy. I'm sure you're going to jump and, and shout for joy and the enemy is going to walk away in such torment. He fell on his knees and he prayed to the Lord. And this man, Jahaziel, came and he said, Thus says the Lord to you, Do not be afraid. No, be dismayed because of this great multitude. For the battle is not yours, but God's. The battle belongs to the Lord. Have you heard that said many times? The battle belongs to the Lord. But do you really believe that? You must believe that the battle belongs to the Lord. Because when the battle belongs to the Lord, there's something you don't do anything out of your flesh. Your flesh now will stand still. Your flesh will stand still, but you will remain still in the presence of the Lord. And this is what happened here. He says in verse 15, Do not be afraid, nor dismayed, because of this great multitude, for the battle is not yours, but God's. You will not need to fight in this battle. Position yourselves, stand still, and see the salvation of the Lord, who is with you. O Judah and Jerusalem, do not fear or be dismayed, for the Lord is with you. You must make sure and you must know that the Lord is with you. If God be for us, who can be against us? And it goes on to say, how the king, what did he do after that? He appointed singers and worshippers. He called them in and he said, let's worship the Lord now. Just imagine, he's going into battle, but he's going to sing and he's going to worship the Lord. Can you imagine, you know, the, uh, the army saying, what? Are we going to bring worshippers to sing? Uh, and, and praise the Lord while these guys are coming against us with all kinds of weapons. But the Lord had given him a word. The spirit of the Lord had come in and raised up a standard. When the enemy comes in like a flood, the spirit of the Lord will raise up a standard. And that is a standard of the Lord which the enemy will not be able to stand against. And this is what began to happen. And as they, this, this is what they sang. They sang praise to the Lord. They sang about the beauty of his holiness saying... Praise the Lord for his mercy endures forever. And when they began to sing and praise the Lord, the Lord set an ambush for the enemy. The Lord set an ambush for the enemy. When you begin to sing and praise the Lord, my brother and sister, the Lord will set an ambush for the enemy. The enemy that you see today, you will not see him anymore. Whatever be the enemy that you are facing in your life, I can tell you we serve a great and mighty God. I'm going to call the worshippers to come up today. Let's do what this king did. The worshippers can come up here and worship the Lord. And you are sitting here in the congregation. I'm going to worship the king. When you worship the king, whatever is your battle today, I just want to tell you, the battle belongs to the Lord. Jesus has won the battle at the cross. He's coming back as a mighty warrior. Jesus comes back as the king of kings and the lord of lords. He comes riding on a horse and his name is the word of God. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Remember what Moses said when he stood before that Red Sea. He said, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Thank you, Father.